Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 2 Kings chapter 23 from the World English Bible. The king sent, and they gathered to him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. The king went up to Yahweh's house, and all the men of Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, with the priests, the prophets, and all the people, both small and great, and he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant which was found in Yahweh's house. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before Yahweh to walk after Yahweh and to keep his commandments, his testimonies, and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to confirm the words of this covenant that were written in this book, and all the people agreed to the covenant. The king commanded Hilkiah the high priest and the priests of the second order and to the keepers of the threshold to bring out of Yahweh's temple all the vessels that were made for Baal, for the Asherah, and for all the army of the sky, and he burned them outside of Jerusalem in the fields of the Kidron and carried their ashes to Bethel. He got rid of the idolatrous priests whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense in the high places in the cities of Judah and in the places around Jerusalem, those also who burned incense to Baal, to the sun, and to the moon, and to the planets, and to all the army of the sky. He brought out the Asherah from Yahweh's house outside of Jerusalem to the brook Kidron, and burned it at the brook Kidron, and beat it to dust, and cast its dust on the graves of the common people. He broke down the houses of the male shrine prostitutes that were in Yahweh's house, where the women wove hangings for the Asherah. He brought all the priests out of the cities of Judah and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense from Geba to Beersheba. And he broke down the high places of the gates that were at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, which were on a man's left hand at the gate of the city. Nevertheless, the priests of the high places didn't come up to Yahweh's altar in Jerusalem, but they ate unleavened bread among their brothers. He defiled Topheth, which is in the valley of the children of Hinnom, that no man might make his son or his daughter to pass through the fire to Moloch. He took away the horses that the kings of Judah had given to the son at the entrance of Yahweh's house, by the room of Nathan Melech the officer, who was in the court, and he burned the chariots of the son with fire. The king broke down the altars that were on the roof of the upper room of Ahaz, which the kings of Judah had made, and the altars which Manasseh had made in the two courts of Yahweh's house, and beat them down from there, and cast their dust into the brook Kidron. The king defiled the high places that were before Jerusalem, which were on the right hand of the mountain of corruption, which Solomon the king of Israel had built for Ashtaroth the abomination of the Sidonians, and for Chemosh the abomination of Moab, and for Milcom the abomination of the children of Ammon. He broke in pieces the pillars 
cut down the Asherah poles and filled their places with men's bones. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel, and the high place which Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, had made, even that altar, and the high place he broke down. And he burned the high place and beat it to dust, and burned the Asherah. As Josiah turned himself, he spied the tombs that were there in the mountain, and he sent and took the bones out of the tombs, and burned them on the altar, and defiled it according to Yahweh's word, which the man of God proclaimed, who proclaimed these things. Then he said, What monument is that which I see? The men of the city told him, It is the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah and proclaimed these things that you have done against the altar of Bethel. He said, Let him be, let no one move his bones. So they let his bones alone with the bones of the prophet who came out of Samaria. All the houses also of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke Yahweh to anger, Josiah took away and did to them according to all the acts that he had done in Bethel. He killed all the priests of the high places that were there, on the altars, and burned men's bones on them, and he returned to Jerusalem. The king commanded all the people, saying, Keep the Passover to Yahweh your God, as it is written in this book of the covenant. Surely there was not kept such a Passover from the days of the judges who judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel, nor of the kings of Judah. But in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, this Passover was kept to Yahweh in Jerusalem. Moreover, Josiah removed those who had familiar spirits, the wizards, and the teraphim and the idols, and all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, that he might confirm the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in Yahweh's house. There was no king like him before him who turned to Yahweh with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses. And there was none like him who arose after him. Notwithstanding, Yahweh didn't turn from the fierceness of his great wrath with which his anger burned against Judah because of all the provocation with which Manasseh had provoked him. Yahweh said, I will also remove Judah out of my sight, as I have removed Israel, and I will cast off this city which I have chosen, even Jerusalem and the house of which I said my name shall be there. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and all that he did, aren't they written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? In his days Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went up against the king of Assyria to the river Euphrates. And King Josiah went against him, and Pharaoh Necho killed him at Megiddo, when he had seen him. His servants carried him in a chariot dead from Megiddo, and brought him to Jerusalem, and buried him in his own tomb. The people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, and anointed him, and made him king in his father's place. Jehoahaz was twenty-three years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamatal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, according to all that his fathers had done. Pharaoh Necho put him in bonds at Riblah in the land of Hamath, that he might not reign in Jerusalem, 
and put the land to a tribute of one hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. Pharaoh Necho made Eliakim the son of Josiah king in the place of Josiah his father, and changed his name to Jehoiakim. But he took Jehoahaz away, and he came to Egypt and died there. Jehoiakim gave the silver and the gold to Pharaoh, but he taxed the land to give the money according to the commandment of Pharaoh. He exacted the silver and the gold of the people of the land from everyone according to his assessment to give it to Pharaoh Necho. Jehoiakim was twenty-five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zebedah, the daughter of Pedaiah of Rumah. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, according to all that his fathers had done. That is the end of chapter 23. After hearing from Yahweh, as was recorded in chapter 22, Josiah gathers everyone and reads the book of the law to them. Although we know when phrases are used like the king built the temple, it doesn't mean he physically built it or did it by himself. And it is possible that in the second verse that it means that he had someone read it. But in contrast to chapter 22, verse 10, where it says Shaphan read it to him, plus the individual nature of reading suggests to me that Josiah actually did do the reading. Himself being so gripped with the desire to share the words of Yahweh. Regarding verses 4 through 14, this details his removal of idols, altars, etc., actions being much more thorough than his grandfather Manasseh after his repentance. Josiah doesn't just remove them, he turns them to dust and he desecrates them. No one can go to the dump outside of town and retrieve them. Compare this to 2 Chronicles 33, 15-16, where it says Manasseh removed things and cast them out, but in 2 Kings 23, 12, where it says Josiah beat them down and cast their dust. In verses 15-19, through 19, we see the fulfillment of 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 2. This would have been about 350 years later. Surely the evil king Ammon, Josiah's father, did not name his son to fulfill this prophecy. It's also curious how the men in Bethel recalled this prophecy, telling him about it after he had fulfilled it. Also recall that this prophet didn't adhere to the details of his mission and was killed by the lion and then buried in Bethel in the old prophet's tomb. See 1 Kings chapter 13, verses 11 through 32. So both prophets were buried there. All of this is taking place about 67 years after Hezekiah died. So there's probably been a basic turnover of the population. Verse 21 has the first mention of Passover since Hezekiah reinstituted it, um, which we actually read about in 2 Chronicles chapter 30, verse 1. But according to verse 22 here, this Passover somehow surpasses all other Passover celebrations since the time of the judges. Verse 25 It says that there was no king like him, Josiah, who turned to Yahweh. Compare this to chapter 18, verse 5, where it says there was no one like Hezekiah in not departing from Yahweh. So Hezekiah followed Yahweh from the beginning of his reign, but he was 25 years old then already. Josiah is 26 years old when he starts to work on Yahweh's house and then turns more fully to seek Yahweh. Not that he couldn't have earlier 
After all, Manasseh was just 12 years old when he began in all of his wickedness. But it is comparing that he turned to Yahweh differently. And then in verse 25, it says there are none after him. There are only four kings in relative quick succession after him, as we will see. In verse 26, we see that all the evil Manasseh did is stated as the factor in judgment of the nation. That can be hard to understand, except that when you think of all the innocent blood he shed, which is a a specific accusation given to him and presumably his government, it indicates that justice still needed to be done. It would be like a murderer honestly saying he's sorry, but he still killed people, so something has to be done. And apparently the nation had not dealt out justice, or maybe had even condoned it or participated. So Manasseh's reign only ended 33 years before judgment begins, if you count the subjugation to Pharaoh Necho as the beginning of that judgment. So a lot of those same people are probably still alive. Plus, the kings after Josiah, his own sons, go right back to the same wickedness. It may be Manasseh's evil that is listed, but it's also theirs. And as for verses 28 through 29 and Pharaoh Necho, 2 Chronicles chapter 35 verses 20 through 25 clarifies that Josiah was aligning against Pharaoh Necho and that Pharaoh Necho had actually heard from God, which is confirmed in verse 22 of 2 Chronicles chapter 35. So what is described is Josiah trying to fight someone else's battles without any direction from Yahweh to do so and allying himself with ungodly kings. Pharaoh Necho didn't seem to be seeking to kill Josiah. He tried to talk him out of it, but Josiah was where he shouldn't have been. So then we have the beginning of the end, so to speak, where we have the first of three of Josiah's sons who will be one of the last four kings of Judah. The first one, Jehoahaz, has a brief three-month reign because Necho takes him prisoner and then sets up a different son who apparently is older by two years because nobody has appreciably aged in three months. So Jehoahaz, the one who gets to be king first at the younger age of 23, uh, Josiah was apparently 16 years old when he was born, but Josiah was 14 years old when the other son, Eliakim, who gets renamed Jehoiakim, is um, born, who gets to be the vassal king under Pharaoh Necho. Jehoiakim will reign 11 years, but both of them did that which was evil, like the other evil kings of Judah. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 